Welcome to the time of your life, brought to you by the Seniors Association Kingston Region. This is your program talking about everything under the sun for seniors, from health and lifestyle to entertainment, travel, and much, much more. You're listening to the time of your life on CFRC 101.9 FM. Good morning. My name is Tara Morton. This is The Time of Your Life, brought to you by the Kingston Seniors Association at 101.9 FM CFRC. Our topic this morning is the challenges that face independent book retailers in this day and age. Today I'm speaking with Oscar Milan, the owner of Novel Idea, an independent bookstore in downtown Kingston on Princess Street at Baguette. Good morning, Oscar. Thanks so much for doing this interview. Good morning. Uh, I'm a book lover myself and tend to hang out with similar ilk, and what I've discovered is that there's two very distinct opinions about the state of independent bookstores. A, independent bookstores are alive and well, and B, they are a dying breed. It was this contradiction that led me to seek out uh, somebody in the front lines of this industry. So Oscar, I'd be grateful if you give me your perspective on this matter. How is the independent physical book retail business doing? Actually, it's doing quite well. It's, um, I think both A and B apply, curiously, because every store is different from every other one, and you can't just throw a blanket over North America and say, the bookstores are doing well, or the bookstores aren't doing well. And I think when we talk further, I'll start actually edging away at times from the idea of the bookstore as a separate kind of business, and I think I'd probably end up talking a lot more about the challenges that basically retail faces, uh, which apply to every, every section of retail. But stores come and go, and that's always been the, the nature of things. Um, I've been lucky, and I've managed to do pretty well, and have survived. And the reason other stores have not survived, I think, is part in due, due to they haven't been so lucky. They don't have um, transition plans in, a, in place where you you know the owner gets to be a certain age. And there's no one interested in taking over the store. So stores close quite often for that kind of reason when there was no actual economic need for them to close. But there just simply wasn't someone there to take over the helm. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I introduced Novel Idea as an independent bookstore in downtown Kingston. Mm-hmm. Is it... The, the only one? independent? Well, technically, no. I, the Church Book Room is an independent bookstore, but uh, they have a focus. I'm the only independent general bookstore. Okay. There are other places that sell books as well. Uh, a lot of the gift shops in town will have their little section and things, which is fair enough. They do well, and I, don't, I, I certainly don't mind. Okay. Um. I'm curious what brought you into the book-selling business in the first place. (laughs) Well, I was 30 years old. I was looking for something to do. And I was naive enough to think, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a bookstore? It is cool. It is cool. Uh, Oscar, do I have it right that the big threats to independent bookstores have been big box chains, e-readers, and online retail? 
Yes. Um, all of those things, I suppose. But I think I want to emphasize again that it's really what's happened. So I've been in retail now f- since 1985. And uh, over three decades, the whole nature of retail has changed. Um, so bookstores sure have been threatened by box stores and online and and changing format of of uh of how you read but that's something that all levels of retail have changed when i when i came to kingston there were five um independent uh family-owned places that sold appliances and last last time i noticed there's only one now and i think that applies to pretty well most uh aspects of retail Okay, I get that. Um, what of those things uh, proved to be the biggest threat to you? Well, I can tell you that ebooks are not much of a threat, really. Um, I think, you know, when I first started in the 80s, uh, the word was no one was going to read a hardcover anymore. No, no one will buy hardcovers anymore, which has been patently false. Um, Books are going to die because we're all going to be listening to books, which has been completely untrue. Um, I think what's happened is that, yes, there's more room for paperbacks and better quality paperbacks. Yes, people do listen to books on tape, and there's good reasons for it, and people enjoy doing that. But the demise of the book, which has been predicted many times now, is just not happening. And it's not happening with ebooks either. Ebooks are, in my opinion, very useful under certain circumstances. And certainly, some people will just switch totally to ebooks. And I think that's fair enough. I mean, I've met people who cook only on a microwave. Uh, does that mean that microwaves are going to replace stoves? Well, no. That's not going to be what it means is, is that it's going to be good for some people, but it's not good for everybody. And most people prefer um, the, the book. The book itself is an extremely successful and friendly object that has stood the test of time. And as long as people will keep on reading them, then we'll keep on selling them. That's an excellent answer. I'm wondering why people still think, if you, if you heard this opinion decades ago, why people still think oh, a well, physical book is going to disappear. Well, I mean, people just love to, uh, you know, grump and, and, you know, sort of say, oh, well, you know, the sky is going to fall. Uh, you did mention the Kingston bookstores that have closed. And you hinted at luck being part of your mm-hmm. secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you think mm-hmm. that you've had to... Ad- well, I, I mean, I have to, uh, I have to uh, give credit to my landlord, which has been, who's been an excellent landlord and who's supported me through when times were tough. And um, I don't think... I mean, if we'd been... Un, you know, many people... It's very popular in Kingston to, to criticize landlords, um, it seems to be a bit of a hobby on the street. And in my case, anyway, I would say that with help from my landlord, uh, we were able to survive through the years that Indigo was a block away from us. Uh, it was a struggle at times. Through those, was, Indigo was there for 15 years. And 
when they opened their doors, my business declined 40%. When they closed their doors, my business went up 40%. And in those 15 years, I kind of struggled along. Um, in some ways, I used to joke, but it wasn't really much of a joke when I said, you know, what would I do? Get a real job? So, I mean, that was certainly a factor, probably. Oh, you were describing yeah. uh, how you were able to, to succeed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, at a certain level, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, I think I've managed to um, identify what my market wants. Um, Kingston is a town um, reasonably well off um, and a lot of um, sort of civil servant type income, which is pretty stable. I mean, through the years, I've noticed that Kingston's not been able to create jobs very well, but also we don't lose jobs when when times are tough. And so we've been managing to to more or less be have a stable economy here. And it's an economy that is full of people who are, you know, really part of my demographic in terms of uh, customers, uh, retired people, intellectuals, uh, two universities in town. Doesn't hurt. Helps a lot. Okay, that was uh, actually my next yeah, question okay. to, for you to describe your, your customer. My Is customer? there a certain demographic and have you seen that maybe change over the, the seen, course you've been I've business? seen it change only because um, the makeup of our society is changing you know um, obviously there's endless reports as there should be of our generation the boom the boomers and how we're aging and how things how society is changing and certainly my market is changing as well but uh, that said, um, I sell a lot of stuff to children, to kids, to university students. They're very active. Uh, they read a lot, or rather the ones who do read, read a lot. Um, because, I mean, the harsh reality is the minority of people in our society actually read. Um, but those who do read, it's not age-specific um, and certainly across the, the, the thing is with my market and the way that I've concentrated my resources is that I've tried to stay away from the middle and lower ground of book publishing because I see that as the, um, uh, the area that a box store and chain stores and the shopper's drug mart which has racks of books, I can't compete with them. And I'm not interested in competing with them. They have a lot more money than I do. And so what I do is I, I concentrate on areas which generally I call more upmarket. And as a result, over the years, I've developed a clientele who is much more interested in... I mean, if they want the latest paperback thriller, yeah, I'll probably have it. But it's not the part of the store that does really well. The part of the store that does really well is more expensive, um, more challenging, more, in my opinion, more interesting. And, and basically that's reflected in, in who buys in my store.
That's very interesting, and that's that's not luck at all. That sounds like some very precise skills. Well, <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing it for 30 years. The Time of Your Life continues with Tara Morton and Oscar Milan, the owner of downtown Kingston's Novel Idea Independent Bookstore. Is that an enjoyable part of your job, curating that kind of reader option? Um, yeah, I can be pretty anal about it. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean... The bottom line is I do enjoy my work. Um, I'm at an age where I could be, but I, to be honest with you, never retiring is an option. Uh, I have a daughter, I'm very fortunate, who's interested in taking over the store, and I think there'll be a period of transition where she does more and I do less, um, which I think is only natural. But uh, I like going to work, and I like, you know... I like books as objects. I mean, I'll, clearly I can only read about 0.5% of them, but uh, I do read a lot. And, uh, and I do, and I, do, I mean, it's a great product. It is. You know, it's it is. Uh, my daughter at the moment sells shoes. And shoes, I mean, that's a completely different environment, and you get a completely different kind of dynamic in your customers. And in the bookstore, generally, there you can get along with just about everybody because people who are interested in books tend to be a bit more uh, easygoing, I think. I agree completely. Um, I'm wondering if you sell more than books at your bookstore, and I, and I don't mean stationery, I mean... Other things. Um, well, we sell a lot of calendars seasonally, um, and we do very well with that. But generally, no, I don't. Uh, I carry a few bookmarks, uh, but they're all hand and locally made. Like I carry one bookmark, which is made out of wood, who's done by a gentleman in town, and another one, which is a sort of a collage of paper made by a woman in town, and then another bookmark, which is knitted and is a fundraiser and is knitted by a, a prophet Queens who does it to raise money for um, a, a, a child school in, in the Ukraine. And really, other than that, um, I'm now trying to figure out, we've stopped selling postcards because basically that is one area that is pretty well dead. Um, there's not much point in keeping any. Oh, and we do sell, but we do sell a lot of cards yeah. as well. But really, that's it. We don't sell candles or blankets or. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. Um, Oscar, do you also find that you are selling um, a certain atmosphere or local experience for mm. the pedestrian walking mm-hmm. into your store? Actually, I don't. Um, I think we do have uh, a sort of a, a groove as or a vibe. No, vibe is probably better than groove uh, in the store and. I will take some credit for it. Um, I'm a person who likes to get along with people. I don't like conflict and strife. Uh, I have a staff of 10, so I've definitely cultivated an environment where um, they're encouraged to succeed and also to get along. And so I have a bunch of people who work for me and, and a Fair, you know, the youngest is 15 and the oldest is 60 plus, and they're 
I would say they're pretty good friends with each other. And that's an environment that I enjoy. I don't... I'm very much of a boss, but I'm also pretty hands-off. So it's a hard... You know, these, these are things that I wasn't necessarily that good at 30 years ago, but it's been part of my uh, growing up. And so, I mean, basically... I've always said to them, you guys figure it out, and if you can't, then I'm here to decide. And as a result, I think the atmosphere in the store is, is it's a place where people enjoy going to work. And if you have a place where people don't actually like to be there, then I think that's reflected in how the feeling of the store. One can think of certain stores, I will go unmentioned, <laughs> that where clearly... People are very unhappy to be there. And True. so it's like, I, I couldn't have that. I have to. I've, I've been in your store yeah. and it's. Uh... But it's not something like I can't, like I can't say that this is what, this is my vision to this have is your this design. Kind of, it just happens to be that that's the way it is. And, um, and I, you know, I guess it, ultimately I got to take credit and, and to, it reflects me. But, uh, yeah. It does. The store atmosphere, when I walked in, I immediately got the uh, book cover art feeling. And I think mm. when I'm thinking about um, why I like going into bookstores, it is, it's not just about the, the treasure I hope to find there. Right. It's the feeling of, <laughs> of the bookstore. Right. So I'm asking myself very clearly, what, what specifically do I like about mm -hmm. entering an independent bookstore? And it was the, the artwork of the covers. There's mm -hmm. a, a definite... Uh, local flavor that you have both mm. in your store and I noticed on your on your website. Right. I, I even liked how your your store is arranged. Where I ended up walking around the entire store because right. it's it's circular. Oh, okay. It's yeah. circular. Is that intentional? intentional? No. Uh, basically, we worked with what we had, and Joanna, my wife, uh, essentially when we moved in, she's a designer in the family, so she came to the fore. Oh, nice, mm -hmm. nice. Um, are there any particular books flying off the shelves these days? Well, as always, I mean, we're now in, uh, I hate to say it, but when Trump was elected, I was as dismayed as anybody. But on the other hand, I clearly said at the time, and it's proven to be true, that this guy is going to sell a lot of books that Hillary just wouldn't have done as much so you know silver lining on that cloud for me <laughs> is that we have just sold cartloads of you know dismay and shock and horror books uh which well there you go helps pay the rent absolutely and you know we're in the middle of the biggest one now fire and fury uh which is uh in the store and doing well but generally speaking what flies off the shelf is um which may be surprising, I think, but certainly in my store is um, I do very, very well with Canadian product. Uh, the biggest books every Christmas are, you know, the Margaret Atwoods, the Giller Prize winners, the local. Uh, I mean, our biggest book last Christmas was Ghost Orchard by Helen Humphreys, uh, who just lives around the corner here and uh it's a great book and deserves you know the sales that it's getting and it's getting those sales nationally um 
it's about apple orchards, but <laughs> anyone's interested. But that is certainly um, a huge part of the store, and that's really what we do well with, you know, and in, in the mystery sections, Louise Penny and Peter Robinson, Canadian authors, um, you know, and practically for every section, you'll find Canadian authors doing really well. That is excellent. That is mm-hmm. good, good news for all of us. Uh, one last question, Oscar. Why do independent bookstores matter? Mm. Well, I'm not sure that they do matter, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm too close to it. The thing is, I've often joked, I can't close the store because would I live in a town without an independent bookstore? You know, so I'm kind of in a bind. (laughs) But uh, I think, you know, I buy a lot of music, and it's sad for me that... I have to buy, uh, I have to leave town to go and buy a CD or a, or a record and, or obviously online. Uh, and so it's, for me, it's like something's missing in town because that kind of thing has, you know, the record stores of which there were many when I came, uh, you know, maybe they weren't lucky. Maybe they, or threw in the towel too soon, or or whatever. Um, but I just find that I, you know, it's not. Uh, so in that sense, I can see um, uh, why we matter. Because it would be sad. It would be sad. It would yeah. be sad. Uh, one of the things I like best is you're in a lovely stretch on on Princess Street. Mm-hmm. And it would be disappointing. It hasn't always been like that. You know, Princess really? Street goes yeah. up and down. Yes, and there were there were times when people were really quite uh, rightly so disturbed about how drab it was getting and how many empty storefronts there were. And but we're certainly in a good stretch now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and the city's done a really good job, I think, after the big dig, um, putting the street back together in a more pedestrianized and attractive way. And I think they've done a really good job. I, I agree. I agree. It's it's busy. It's vibrant. Well, on behalf of those of us that love books and the unique experience that an independent bookstore offers, I'd like to thank you and wish you continued success. You're welcome. We have been speaking to Oscar Milan, owner of Novel Idea, a lovely independent bookstore located on a vibrant stretch of Princess Street in downtown Kingston. You have been listening to The Time of Your Life on CFRC 101.9, brought to you by the Kingston Seniors Association.